So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the brown flare of F1 podcasts. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I used to have some brown flares. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the worst kept secret of F1 podcasts. That's actually the exact opposite of what we are. I think we're the best kept secret F1 podcast. If we were the worst kept secret, we'd have a lot more listeners. No, I think you find that everyone knows about us, but they choose not to tell people. <laughs> That's why we don't have that many listeners. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast with extra banking. All that extra dollar that's come in, all the, the orange dollar, the orange euro from Max Verstappen's fandom has gone straight into Rotterdam. Have we got many? Into Rotterdam? Yeah. Where's the race? What's going on in Rotterdam? Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, trying to get rid of Kimmy since 2015. You're welcome. Our work here is done. Hello, I am back and in a new tax category and you may now call me Mrs. Stallion. Sorry, boys, I have a shiny new ring and a massive hangover. Today, from our various dark corners of the internet, we're going to talk about the orange fog of boredom that was the Dutch Grand Prix, where F1 proved that whacking a few banked corners on an admittedly great track doesn't guarantee any kind of serious racing action. We'll talk about that and discuss the latest confirmed changes to the driver lineup for 2022, and then we'll probably get distracted and talk about something else entirely. Speech. That is all to come. Speech. Joining me is a motoring journalist who had a lovely weekend but missed the highlight. It is Phil Tromans. I did. I had a lovely, I had a lovely Saturday night at the uh, in the country. This lovely old house in a in a sort of barn in a big old field. It was a lovely time. The trouble was there was a big old party going on, and because I have a small child and a wife that was having to look after her, I felt I couldn't stay into the early hours overnight. Uh, so I left early just as the live karaoke was kicking off, and I bloody missed it. And I'm still annoyed about it. A bit of a crappy weekend, all in all, really. I kind of feel like I missed the best of it. I'm sorry, Phil. I I'm talking about your wedding. Hey. Hey. What, what, what? what was going on? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's awkward, Phil. Terry wasn't invited. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, Terry. Fuck you. It was great to see Chica and Matt, uh, producer Matt and Jack Nichols and uh, Sebastian and Vettel. The, uh, Vettel. Yeah, and uh, yeah. all the other all the, the other podcast in. presenters. Yeah, yeah, they were all there. It was a lovely mm-hmm. time. Spanners oh, ready. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, many I, I, thanks. Ch- many thanks. What are we? What are we calling you? Are we keeping your name or are you Ms. changing it? What's the Ms. deal? Ms. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a disease, get, doesn't it? Did you get? I've any just presents? been diagnosed with Ms. We didn't actually ask for presents. We said, could you donate them to a charity? Please? Yeah, I know that. But did you get any presents? <laughs> uh, I got some key rings that said Mr. and Mrs. Not Mr. and Ms. <laughs> they fucked up. Yeah, exactly. It would be Dr. and Ms. actually. <laughs> Straight in the bin. So, yeah, you, so, so you, far. You, I mean, married very, you married very well, I have to say. Very well, indeed. Mummy's very proud. Good old bash. It was, a, it was sad that Terry couldn't be there, to be honest. It was another thing yeah, that, that ruined you. the weekend. That and me missing the karaoke. For, for the uninitiated, live karaoke is karaoke, but with a live band. 
So the bat, you just get up and you have a live backing band. It looked amazing, exactly. but I had to go. You, you basically uh. can live all your dreams, you know, and just pretend you are anyone. I personally was, uh, I was Blur. I was the Spice Girls. I was Franz Ferdinand. I'd have been, uh, I'd have been one of the backing, of the backing artists from uh, one of the Blue Tones tours. Yeah, it's my dream. Niche, but okay. Phil Chica, Phil Chica. <laughs> So Phil, Chica, what was Ms. Phil and Mr. Chica? I'm so happy for you both. This has been a will they, won't they thing for the whole podcast. And it turns out they won't. Um, Finally, there'll be less tension. um, Were there any other highlights? Uh, The speeches were good. Yeah, we learned a lot about Chica. I mean, I feel we've heard a lot of of the stories of Chica's, shall we say Chica moments? Mm. Uh, well, she called herself on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. you know, ju- just general sort of like a little bit of slapstickery, just adorable, likable buffoonery, which we've all come to love her for. Uh, what I didn't expect was her dad to basically make his entire uh, father of the bride speech, adding more to the, uh, well, to the list of things. I, thought... I like the one where you were uh, when you tried to stick your uh, phone in your helmet to use as a hands-free kit while you were cycling along a canal. Uh, bank and uh, yeah. ended up with your phone in the canal. That was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> so this speech was. I thought Father the Bride's speech was supposed to be like, "Oh, isn't she great? Everyone, everything she's done is great." My it, dad basically did a best man speech where she he was like, "She's done loads of stupid stuff. Isn't she an idiot? Ha ha ha! Everyone laugh at her. <laughs> she's dad." I thought the Father of the Bride because because no, the Father of the Bride. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Traditionally, when the father of the bride gives the bride away, I'm not saying that's what you did. I'm just saying that's a tradition. It's like when you sold something that you know is broken. So after you've gone, mm. up you go, oh, by the way, it's shit. <laughs> so that sounds like what this speech was. <laughs> yeah, and they called it the offloading. Like, no! Was there a moment? Was Did you have the moment where if anyone objects to this wedding, please speak up now? No, but Chica did do a good look when that happened. She looked around and went, ooh. And we all went, ah. Yes. You did a I lot of really faces during it. the ceremony. Oh, well, did it, I? It I was, didn't really It was a little bit. bit Marcel Marceau, I have to say. There was a lot of sort <laughs> of... Wait, 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 Chica, well, for those who aren't watching the video, because there is no video, but Chica, I think mm. I just saw the ring. Can you just show me the ring, please? It's the same. It's not very exciting. Not that ring. I meant... <laughs> um, oh, come on now. Oh. I meant onion ring. <laughs> the onion ring. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Who You got away with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is why I didn't come. This is work. why I didn't come because I would ruin it with jokes about your onion rings. I'll do a speech all about Chica's onion ring. Um, a particular highlight was when the best man brought up in his speech the fact that during the stag do he was taken to A and E because he yes. got too drunk. In fact, he yeah. passed out. Um, and because I, it is I heard usually... that I heard that more than that happened. In fact, um, he died. I heard that there was. But he shat I heard that there himself. was a. We should point out that the stag do is a very respectable gentleman with a very impressive uh, RP accent. And is he mm. a doctor as well? No, he's yeah, a Latin I think they were all doctors. Teacher. He's a Latin is he? teacher. <laughs> is he really? Is he genuinely Sam, a Latin teacher? Sam is. How do you say teacher. I've shat myself in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam is a Latin teacher. <laughs> yeah. Sam was hospitalised for being too drunk and then shat himself, which he brought up in the speech, which, to be fair, you know, so we all toasted to Bristol Royal Infirmary. 
Yeah, it was a it was a classy affair, and we should mention your cake as well, um, mm. because you did marry a doctor, and there are an awful lot of doctors there. And yeah, the, so uh, well, do you want to describe? Do you want to describe the cake? Yeah, so my sister is a nurse actually, and she made the cake. And um, and can I just also add that over a hundred eggs were used in making this cake. Um, so sorry if you're a vegan. Um, and so basically, there is something called the Bristol all on a theme here, Bristol stool chart. And so if you um, are very constipated, you are you're either one or seven. I can't remember, but you are classed as number say you're number one. And your your poos are pellets, and I've if you're that. number seven, have you? Yeah, I think we yeah, all yeah. have. If you're number seven, then your 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 poo is is liquid, and I've so that. that's the other end. Yeah, yeah. The other I'm end I'm unusual in medicine that I've had both at once. <laughs> oh, nice. interesting. Yeah. I th- okay. So it's like, um, it's like a th- bowl of cocoa pops. <laughs> yeah, but I think <laughs> apparently the the dream we're all supposed to aim for a four. Anyway, so um, our wedding cake was was based on the Bristol stool chart. And so at the top was my sister made a tiny Malteser top layer. Um, It wasn't that tiny, it was bloody huge. Yeah, no, the whole cake was enormous. And then going down, um, oh, Matt's got a photo of it there. Going down, each layer went down the how um, the stools loosened and then the bottom layer is seven well, structurally, structurally, I don't understand because you can't have the bottom being liquid. Yeah, but we thought if we had the top, then she thought that it would be running down the whole cake. I mean, looking at it, sense. it is. I mean, I don't want to say it's wonky because obviously it's a lot of care and love has gone. It's also it. hot weather, Terry. It does, it it does look. A, I don't know what the weather's like there. It does look a bit like a, someone's shut that out, and I'm saying that's that as a compliment. Shit. How good is that? Yeah. yeah also, good, it had yeah. loo roll around it. Oh, it was so classy. Uh, translation update. I've just gone to Google Translate and I've soiled myself in Latin is ego sum pollute. <laughs> right, we've banked listeners corner this week, which is guaranteed to make it more exciting. You've been commenting in your droves upon our Facebook page about all things F1, and these are the least shit highlights. Let's start with the Dutch Grand Prix, which promised much. A classic track reborn, a whooping home crowd and a tight battle at the top. We were in for one hell of a show, right? Matt Bryant said, I was praying for a rain delay halfway through the race. Matt Gamblin said, they should call it the overhyped turd circuit. The race was utter pony. And Stuart Forsyth wins this week's Keith Russell Memorial Joke Award by saying it was just Monaco with clogs on. (laughs) Not... Nice. That is good. I like that. That was very good. It wasn't quite a key standard, but you know. Not everyone hated it, though. Ernst De Heer said, I actually liked the race. Sure, it wasn't action-packed, but it was tense the whole time. There were plenty of lovely overtakes, like round the outside in Tarzan, and all the different lines in that banked turn three were spectacular. Sam Van Houten says it was difficult to follow in the front of the field, but it seemed like there was quite a bit of overtaking going on midfield. What is your rating of this track and does it need a permanent place on the calendar according to you guys? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Ernst De Heer and Sam Van Houten. <laughs> yeah. They sound rather Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's understandable. It's their home race. I mean, yeah. they've given some good comments. I'm not going to judge them for their nationality because that would be very wrong of me. But it does feel like they've gone, <laughs> we know this was shit, but we're going to say it was good not for the reason that our man won. Well done, you they guys. They just paid shills for the mm. Netherlands. Um, Hello, well, what did we think? <laughs> I was, okay, 
<laughs> this is Dutch now, is it? Okay, this would be good. Hello, I work in the Netherlands <laughs> tourist board. That's Irish. Hello. Hello there. Welcome to Holland. Oh, Hope you have a lovely stay. Oh, oh Max. Do you like some clocks? <laughs> I'll have a point of... Bl- I'll have a point... Oh. We thought the race was Blarney. <laughs> no, shut... Shut up, Phil. I can't... What, what even is Dutch? What was that? Uh, I'm pretty sure this was all racist. Was the race any good? Was the racism any good? Well, that's it. End racism. What was the slogan? Stop Formula One, end racism. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> when you racist, never drink. Because it makes you more racist. And you go... Something like that. Oh, Bernie says... My, my name is Terry. <laughs> the race. Was it good? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you watched it. I assume you watched it. Did you watch it this week? I watched it. <laughs> okay. And what did you think? Did you enjoy it? I mean, I didn't watch the end. <laughs> that good. No, I had to be somewhere, and I wasn't annoyed that I had to turn off the race. Let's put it that way. You know, there was like, 20, okay. there was like 10 laps left. It was just after that bit where we realised Lewis wasn't going to overtake, and I thought, I think I can skip the end. And then later on, I watched the end and realised I was right. I could skip the end. Yeah. Was um, it worth missing your wedding for? I would always. I said, everybody, I'll be right back. <laughs> Yeah, just got to uh, catch I wasn't <laughs> was at my best, I'm not going to lie. And there were bits that I was not paying full attention. Um, but I don't think that really mattered, to be honest. Is that because you were having Because I rewatched the highlights afterwards. Yeah, I was losing my virginity, actually. <laughs> it was so I was losing my virginity to the, Dutch Grand, to the Dutch Grand Prix. <laughs> oh, wow. that banking is going to be tricky for a first time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, that sounds funny. funny I don't but, know. Oh yeah. Um, I thought that the track itself was great. Watching the cars bang around there, and the bank turning was great, and the atmosphere was amazing with all the fans and the orange and the flares and all that mm-hmm. jazz. And then the race started, and it was quite dull because, as we said from the very moment they announced it, whenever it was two years ago, you can't bloody overtake on it. Uh, a couple of people have said there was a bit of overtaking. I confess I didn't see a huge amount of it. What there was was all right. A couple of random lines through a couple of the corners. Without it. Turn three where you could go either high or you could go low. <clears throat> and that first turn you could go around the outside and that was quite fun. But mostly it was just like, meh. I mean, yeah, there was some overtaking. There was a couple of bits, but it wasn't really great, was it? It was kind of like lapping. It wasn't as bad as Monaco. I think that's a bit harsh. I do like the Monaco with clogs online, but it wasn't that bad. I also like the fact that in practice, uh, well, I thought in the race, I was fucking amazed there wasn't a safety car, considering the amount of crashes there were in practice and qualifying. It was a bit annoying. And I did like it that if they made a small mistake, bam, you're off into the wall. Um, but they weren't, because they didn't. No. No. Shit. <laughs> I think, if, you know, if they swapped Monaco for Zanfor, I'd probably be all right with it. So if they but said, I'm not okay. going to get... So if they said we're never gonna we're never gonna have this race in the calendar again, how would you feel? Ambivalent. Mm. Probably glad that I'd seen F1 cars go around the track, but the actual racing action, uh, not that bothered. But let's face it, they're only there because of Verstappen. So for every reason Verstappen calls it a day or stops winning, I don't think it'll be nearly as good. 
Oh, it's going to be like the okay. reason we haven't been there in 35 years. It's going to be like Barcelona. Dutch drivers weren't good enough. It's basically Barcelona, isn't it? Barcelona is a shit track. It nearly got off the calendar. And then Alonso came along and, it, and F1 was massive in Spain. So they went, oh, we better have Barcelona back. And everyone goes there and like, why are we here? And like Alonso's there going, sorry, my fault. <laughs> Well, they've got science now, I suppose. Yeah, he's not uh, Spanish, is he? But this is it. Like they were, they weren't, they weren't hankering to go back to Zandvoort when Jan Lammers was racing or Josper Christian Kleen was he Dutch? Yes, no. or Jos happen. Christian Kleen was Christian Dutch. Kleen Dutch. No. Was he Austrian? He, no, was, he was Austrian. He was Robert Dornbos. He was. Yeah. He was Dutch, wasn't he? Yeah, fine. Um, so the only reason we're there is because of Christian Kleen's German, yeah. like me. Is he German? Oh, no, hang on. I've looked at Christian Kleon, the chief executive officer of SAP. Hang on. F1. Yes, that's who I mean. Austrian. You're right. You're right, Phil. Carry on. <laughs> so moving on from the race, the driving market has finally creaked into gear. First, Kimi Raikkonen, after 67 years in Formula One, announced that he would retire at the end of the year. Then he promptly got COVID and we all forgot about him. Shortly afterwards, Alfa Romeo announced that Valtteri Bottas would take Kimi's place with a multi-year deal. That left Mercedes to confirm that George Russell would be leaving Williams to take Bottas's place alongside Hamilton at Mercedes. Alistair M. White says, Alfa Romeo is becoming the dog's trust for Finnish drivers who've been neglected by the big teams. Bampot on Twitter says, almost as unsurprising as Bono being told the tyres aren't going to make it. Hopefully George gets adjusted quickly. So for just I don't think any of us saw this coming, did we? So for ten pounds a month, you can mm. help <laughs> Valtteri Bottas <laughs> have a good life <laughs> and not get put down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the alternative, wasn't it? Yeah, if we did, if, bring out the. Uh, <laughs> that's what happened to Kimmy. Bring out the screens and the shotgun. Where do you think Kimmy's gone? Mm. Right. First Ordinary. of all, first of all, I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. Kimmy Räikkönen is not coming back. When he quits, he fucking quits. He's not. He's not working notice. He hasn't got COVID. He's not. He's not going to do another race this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. Do you think he's already on his yacht or doing a snowmobile race? Yeah, he's gone. Fuck like the. I know. I said I like racing. And I like doing it for the fun of it. But it turns out it's shit being at the back. I'm out of here. Mm. Can we say you got COVID? Do what you fucking like, mate. I'm off. But you reckon we've seen the end of him? Yeah, he's just, That would be the Kimmy way to go, wouldn't it? If you like, just flounce off. Oh, I'm retiring. Oh, I've got COVID, and you'll never see me again. He'd probably fake his death from COVID before going back in that car. <laughs> Can we reckon? <laughs> On the one hand, that's a T-shirt. On the other hand, ugh. well, let's go through what? that in order. Bottas at Alpha. Mm-hmm. Slightly surprised. What I does thought that he'd. Mean? I thought he'd go to Williams. I'm surprised that he's gone to Alpha, which I think is a slightly shitter deal because I think Williams is on the up. But also, I can understand why Williams wouldn't want their own sloppy second. <laughs> I would have thought that Williams probably would want. Bottas. I mean, swapping Bottas for Russell isn't the worst thing in the world for a team that <clears throat> needs mm. good as good as Russell is. He doesn't have the experience that Bottas has, and Bottas also knows the Williams organization, even though it's changed quite a lot since he was there. And it's a Mercedes-affiliated team as well, because obviously, basically now he's going to a what is in effect a Sauber Ferrari. So he's basically severing all his Mercedes ties. And he's probably uh, quite literally yeah, cutting up all his Mercedes tyres in the wardrobe. <laughs> Fuck you. Mm. Probably. And maybe, maybe he just felt that it's like, I'm not going back Yeah, maybe he wants years. a new start. Like, he, he's broken up with Mercedes, you know? Yeah. I guess there's, a, there's an element of Alpha do have backing. They do have some potentially good drivers for next year with Bottas and whoever he ends up with, which we still don't know at the time of recording. It's a challenge, I guess, but it's the classic... 
I was good and I wasn't quite good enough and now I'm just hanging on to a place in F1 for the sake of it. What about George Russell? I mean, that's not a surprise, is it? Not a surprise in the slightest. I think it's really going to be quite interesting. My hope Mm. is that because George is young, Hamilton is old, Bottas is not as old as Hamilton, but not far off. Russell is the future of Mercedes, I think. That's what I reckon Mercedes think. I'm hoping we're going to get a Master and Apprentice style thing where Hamilton spends a few years teaching Russell everything he knows and then he'll retire and he'll go, right, it's over to you now, my son. You carry on my legacy and you hmm. keep winning for Mercedes. And Russell will go, thank you, Dad, I will do that. I don't, um, I don't know if that, that story really works, that after all he's done the last couple of years, Lewis Hamilton is going to give all his knowledge and wisdom to a privileged white boy. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you take over my legacy. <laughs> I mean... Uh, okay, what are you talking that's, about? That's an interesting George Russell is man of the people. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Is he? Chica's had a Latin teacher shit himself at her wedding. <laughs> like, she can talk about yes, privilege. Yes, that's true. Chica's now part of the, uh, part of the aristocracy, I think. You're basically yeah. Lady Chica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Viscount to you. <laughs> By what? <laughs> I have relatively high hopes for, uh, for Russell. I'm hoping he's going to take a couple of years and watch Hamilton and learn everything he bloody can off him. Because good as Russell is, this weekend has shown that he's not the finished article yet. Because after last year, uh, last week's heroics, uh, this week he crashed in qualifying, he got a five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane, he was a bit off it this weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, unless he's doing a knock-on, he's like, well, I've got a deal, I can't be asked anymore. He needs to get that consistency that you're going to need if you're going to be a seven-time world champion. I disagree. Um, and if you're working a lot, if you're working alongside Hamilton, that's a pretty good place to find out how to do it. I disagree with your entire premise. I think Hamilton is going to try and wipe the fucking floor with him. <laughs> well, he wants it that when he retires, Mercedes crumbles into dust without him. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I'd want, wouldn't you? <laughs> the entire company goes bankrupt. Amid all the interesting driver changes, some other seats have been confirmed for 2022. Alpha Tauri is showing more patience than we would be hanging on to Yuki Tsunoda. And Pierre Gasly is staying too, as he's got nowhere else to go. But still no news on who will be alongside Bottas at Alpha, though, or who's going to be racing in George Russell's place at Williams. I've touched on this already. I'm fucking staggered they're keeping Tsunoda. Mm. Well, exactly. I mean, if, well. If- I don't know. He, the, you know, he has had really impressive races. Has he? That first well, one. Well, there's been, yeah, the Formula first one. one. The first one was impressive, Phil. When he's not spinning or crashing or mm-hmm. underperforming or finishing at least ten places behind his teammate most of the time, sure, he's all right. He's very young though, and very small. I think Max it's a, Verstappen was very young. I think it's a message to Alex Albon that you should go to Williams, mate, because look, we're keeping this guy. <laughs> Fuck mm. you. <laughs> it's just a fuck you to, yeah. Or, to, yeah, or to Gasly as well. Yeah, uh, like, fuck the bugs of you. you know, we'll keep We've any plucked this guy off the street. Like. <laughs> it's like trading places. He has been, I, I think Tsunoda has been my most disappointing driver of the season so far, and that's in a season oh. where Ricardo has been terrible. You should see what he says about you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably swears a lot at me, but uh, I don't care. I just I keep it at arm's length. There's nothing you could do about it. So with Kimi struck down with COVID, everyone's favourite Polish F1 driver, Robert Kubica, made an unexpected comeback at Zandvoort and will be racing for Alpha and Monza this weekend too. With minimal notice or practice, Bobby K managed to not stuff in on the wall 
and wasn't last, which is basically a win in our book. Got to feel bad for Alpha's first choice reserve, though. Callum Eilot was busy celebrating the fact that he got to drive an IndyCar this weekend, only for it to mean that he'd missed out on his F1 debut. I thought Kubica did really rather well, considering he's wasn't very good when he last came back, didn't have much notice, hadn't driven the track apart from FP3, and he managed to not be last. He overtook someone. Okay, it was Nicholas Latifi, but still. I thought he did pretty well. Terry's yawning. He's clearly not impressed. Good on him. I was yawning, but I wasn't going to mention it. Yeah, good on him. He did very well. He's um, he's about as good as Kimi Raikkonen. What can we say? Two people. He's a potential world champion. He was a potential world champion, as was Kimi Raikkonen. I think Kimi Raikkonen. I, I'm, the more I think about Kimi's world championship, the more I think that he basically just completely lucked into it and probably wasn't even trying to get it. Of course, he lucked into it. We'll go back to our 2007 podcast. But yeah, good for good for Kubica. I do feel a bit bad for Callum Eilat. The, the 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 one time where he thought he was he could potentially have got two races, and he's overdoing uh, doing IndyCar. That's got to hurt. Well, maybe Giovinazzi will quit this week. <laughs> maybe. I'm actually quite surprised that, that I remember at the beginning of the season we were like loads of drivers are going to get COVID, aren't they? And is that the first one this season? I, I think, think it, is. it is. We haven't heard Nico Hulkenberg mentioned once. Mm. No. Hamilton got it. That was last was that year. This season? No, that was, that was last year when Russell took his seat at, at Bahrain, wasn't it? That was, was you're right. Last year. Yeah. You're right. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, though, if you think we're right, tell us through the medium of cash. That is what these people did. They are David Sayer, who this week has paid to say, congrats to Chica on getting married, assuming the newsletter was accurate. It was accurate. Are we? Uh, I, I did, I'm fairly sure we nailed down that he was actually Saya, didn't we? Or is he Saya? Have we got it wrong? I can't remember. I I'm so don't sorry, David. No, because it's Saya, as in Heya, by, um, by yeah, the band which we that do every we week. Remember. We do this every Outcast. week. We exactly. This, yeah, but, but now we've changed it, and now I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Everyone's changing their names this week. Chica. Mazes well, to you. <laughs> Mazes. David Mazes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David Ayres. Congratulations on your wedding. And thank you for the cash. Julie Shapiro, who says, Cheers, put it towards a podcast slightly more accurate than Verstappen's AWS tyre graphic. I mean, I wouldn't really say we're more accurate than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something we can aspire to. I think we're on a par with, uh, I think we're on a par with AWS uh, accuracy. Uh, yeah. We've said we that Kiwi Rockin's going to retire. We've said that Kiwi Rockin's going to retire <laughs> getting on for 10 years. It is. It is six. It's more than six years now since we first postulated that in the very first episode. That's how Thank accurate. You, Julie. That's how accurate we are. I said six years was ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Julie. David Griffiths, who said, "Put it towards booze, or if you want personal recommendations, Tram Tramadol." Oh, she says that. Is like that right? She's never said tramadol she says, oh, like, before. <laughs> live with a bloody doctor. You know what tramadol is. I don't know what it all is. All over the it? tramadol. It's those tablets he it? gives you every night to sleep. We can't possibly say what we'll put it towards, David, but we are very grateful Cocaine. for whatever the side effects. Okay. That's legal and in Germany. It, everything's legal in Germany. I just fucked a dog in the street. <laughs> 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 Terry. It was a stray. Yeah, it's so, fine. Yeah, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Give an extra fiver to the dog's trust. <laughs> <laughs> or did they send it? 
<laughs> oh no, that costs that, that's at least 20 euros. <laughs> Subscription uh, service. And to our monthly donors, keeping us in beer all year long, this week we celebrate Donald Griffin, Keith Thanks. Russell Thanks. and Ian Cox. Not him. Thank you guys. Oh, And okay. stop the press. The stop the press. During this recording, someone bought something from our shop. We don't know who. They won't let us know this information. But Terry and Phil, can you create an idea of the person from what they bought? It was one essential T-shirt of classy small FF1S insignia dark version and one okay. sticker of for Formula One sake logo on light. Okay, on well, light. someone who's bought an essential T-shirt mm. isn't very loaded. You know, they haven't bought this pricey T-shirt. The I, premium. I think... <laughs> the premium T-shirt. The I, prime. Yeah, I think it's someone who is upset about Chica getting married and is going to wear the t-shirt to think of think of her so somebody upset about chica getting married somebody small somebody with something that they could put a sticker on like maybe a a formula one car it's yuki tsunoda nice oh sorry he has he's said does send me hate mail (laughs) but it's all written at the bottom of the screen (laughs) (laughs) in comic sans (laughs) <laughs> you can join them support the show by going to ff1s.com forward slash shop 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 or pint 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 footsteps on, on the dance, dance floor, floor. Remind, remind me baby of you, you. Of you. Team Team drops drops in my eyes. eyes. Next time time I'll be be true. true. Yeah. Yeah. Cake off poo. Yeah. Red Bull. Well, it's all been about Verstappen, hasn't it? The best first lap in a century and altogether a really outstanding, even if not that exciting drive. But if we put his ego on a scale of F1 drivers throughout history's egos... Where do you think his would be after this weekend? Got to be fairly, fairly large, wouldn't it? I mean, having a crowd of people chant your name at a race that was organised basically just because you're there. Um, and fireworks and flares and all that. Sand, cycling. Oh, come it's on. Got, he's, he's it's got to feel pretty good. Alonso's still got the biggest ego in Formula 1, surely. You reckon? Even though he's... Been I don't know. I think, oh, I've, come on. I think he's maybe gone down a peg or two now. I think he's. I, I, I dislike off. Alonso a lot less in the last couple of years. I think he's allowed to be a bit egotistical. He did well. He's got a lead in the championship again. He's He mm. drove very well. It was unspectacular, but um, it, I mean, it was really good. He's, he's finally seems to have ironed out all those crashes that he had in the years gone past. And now he's mm. just really fast all the time. Which and is he finally boring. has a car that can. Well, yeah, I'm fed up of this F, this, uh, this Red Bull dominance, if I'm honest. Yeah. It's about time they gave somebody else a chance. Although Monza, mm, uh, it could be more of a Mercedes track. Let's it see. won't be, will it? It'll be Red Bull all the way. It'll be Red Bull for the next five years. We'll be moaning about Red Bull again. Then it'll be fucking, oh, McLaren or something. And just basically what you realise is the whole sport's pointless. <laughs> anyway, see you next week. Goodbye. Perez may only finish in eighth, but he definitely got an invite to the Red Bull post-Dutch Grand Prix ego party, though, because his performance was also impressive, because considering, considering he started in the pit lane, he 
also provided a small amount of entertainment in this dull race, didn't he? Was he impressive, though? Considering, A, he's got... Okay, he came through the field from the back, but A, he's got a Red Bull. B, he immediately started the race and knackered his tyres and then had to pit early. Because if you remember, he had a massive lock-up and ruined his initial pit strategy. And okay, uh, yeah, yeah, but we got slim pickings. Well, uh, you know, country music stars have got nothing to do with it. He was fine in a really fast car. It's not really a surprise when you're in a Red Bull if you start at the back that you'll probably end up in the points, even after you've knackered your first set of tyres. Okay, 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 fine, whatever. (laughs) It's probably what he said. (laughs) Mercedes. Despite everything, it was all cuddles and kisses between Hamilton and Verstappen at the end of last weekend's race. Bottas was told not to do the fastest lap, which is basically telling him to turn up to work but not do his job. Is it? I think it's telling him that we've we've clocked you, Bottas. You're, you, we know who you are. You're not going to do the fastest lap, so just don't try this week. Because to be honest, it's embarrassing because we can all see on the data at the end of the race you really try and you still that fail. Was- and now you don't have to try anymore. It was because you're dead to us. <laughs> it was a really weird one. That like, why did they bring him in towards the end of the race? Put him on brand new tires, if not to get him to do the fastest lap. Like, what what other reason would there be to bring him in? He was like, "Why have you brought me in?" They said all the vibrations. I was like, "Surely the driver would see the vibrations far more than anybody else would." And he was like, "No, they're fine." So they clearly just brought him into. Screen. I reckon maybe they were smuggling drugs. Maybe we're back to the whole things in the tires that we came up with about a year ago. A year ago, Two Phil. Years, that was about whenever, five years ago. <laughs> time is is irrelevant. Um, it was it was a bit odd and then he was like hey, okay I definitely won't do the fastest lap and proceeded to set two purple sectors and then backed off in the third and still set the fastest lap which was pretty funny yeah. Ferrari Sign says he doesn't know why he was so slow but Phil you have a pretty good idea I thought because he's not as good as Leclerc Ooh, just a thought bitchy Bitch. I think he's as good as Leclerc okay. I don't think he's as good as Leclerc Let's debate. I think he's as good as Leclerc. Okay, well, you know, I hear what you say. I mean, this isn't the best argument, I'll be honest. Yeah, but I think what you're missing is that he's not as good as Leclerc, and that results (laughs) would back that up. I know he's he's not, but what are you? (laughs) (laughs) How appropriate. You fight like a cow. McLaren. The team called this race abnormal. I mean, I wish we could all just label our failings as abnormal. You cocked up last weekend. Admit it, guys. Yeah, they were crap, McLaren. They were nowhere. Well, Don't know why. What happened to Norris? No idea. He was shit. Why? But they were quite close together. Ricardo wasn't too far behind him. 10th and 11th. Uh, I don't know if McLaren was shit or Norris was shit or Ricardo was actually all right in a shit McLaren. Who knows? But they, they didn't have it this weekend. So uh, Maybe they'd snogged on Friday night or something. What, Ricardo and Norris? Mm. This is your big theory. <laughs> I mean, I, mm. I like this. Let's push this. Yeah, I'll get some mm-hmm. traction for the podcast. That's that's what that's what Norris said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what has happened to us? I know we've never been the most highbrow podcast, but this week, this oh. is what happens when it's a really boring race. We just talk about smut and sex. Yeah, and yeah. Drugs. I mean, that's F one <laughs> through its history, <laughs> particularly in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. And now. Aston Martin. Aston, Aston, don't steal my job. <laughs> Aston Martin. Was there a Vettel spin? There was. Vettel span at one point that was quite nostalgic. And I hear that Vettel and Stroll were kissing. 
that's cute. Uh, yeah, they were. I mean, that was another another team and combination of drivers that were pretty rubbish, and they didn't get any points. No points for Aston Martin. Do you think that if you're an F1 driver and you were going to have a fling with another F1 driver, you'd do it within your in team. your team? I was just thinking. Yeah, that. I think. I, I think you would. Well, aside from all the COVID bubble stuff that they've probably still got going on. But the one person that any F1 driver wants to beat is his team. It's beat, not beat. Okay. Um, uh, I know. I think because if it doesn't, you know, then work out for the course of the season, it's going to be very awkward. You'd be better mm. to go with somebody, mm. I mean, maybe even in a support race, you know. It would Listen, be, I think that explains. It would be even worse because if you fell in love with them, then you couldn't, it'd be really hard to compete with them as well. You wouldn't want to be in. Oh, yeah. I think we've just explained Hamilton versus Rob- Rosberg quite well. <laughs> maybe. Also, maybe Schumacher in and Schumacher Barrichello when they let him past. No, I think I think Hamilton and Rosberg, they fell for each other so hard. And then Rosberg said, but I'm sorry, guys, I'm married. I'm going to have a baby. And Hamilton lost his shit. Wow. Oh. You've blown this Aww, thing wide that's open. sad. Alpha Tauri. Gasly did well, but he was not exciting to watch or even interesting. Sonoda had a power unit issue. I think, and I'm venturing into state of F1 territory here, if a, if a driver does nothing interesting in a race, they lose a point. What do you think? Can I ask a question, Chica? Mm. Is your number one key on your keyboard broken? Uh, I don't have any numbers on my keyboard apart from zero. Because <laughs> <laughs> three times in the script, it says, it says F, but you've said F1. <laughs> yeah, I just have to. So it's really annoying when you have to put bank details in. I just copy and paste the numbers <laughs> off my notes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, was that was that one of your dad's speeches? <laughs> um, Gasly, I uh, he did very well. Very impressed with him in the last few races. It's been great. I kind of think if I if I if, if I was offered like porn of one set of the drivers kissing and doing other things, I think it'd be Gasly and Sonoda. Wow. Why? I think they're the most attractive. Pa- I think they're the most attractive pairing. Ooh. You reckon? I yeah. think Russell's a very attractive man. He's got very big eyes. Him and Latifi went anyway. on holiday together. Just putting that out there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently with their Aww. girlfriends, but I don't know, most of the pictures mm. are of uh, of the boys together. Just saying. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well. That doesn't surprise me. Actually, I think they'd be good together. Um, anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, whether they... Sexy drivers. Alpine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tsunoda's okay. rubbish. I can't believe he's got another year. Gasly's very good. Okay. I think you're right, though. I think you're right, though, Chica. I think if a driver does nothing interesting in a race, they lose a point. I like that. I think I've, I think I've said this before in a state of F1, that they should do, like, skill points. You know, okay. if there's no points they can get by where they finish, they should do, like, do a little loop, loop They should, like, bar- barrel roll ramps at the side that they can Ooh. take. Yeah. yeah, okay. Now I like it. Okay. Alpine, a good drive from Alonso, especially when he passed his teammate on turn three, which gave me something to distract myself from my hangover self-pity for a few seconds. When does F1 help you through the hard times in your life? I mean, most weekends. In this one, you've typed F and the word one. (laughs) (laughs) I think actually there's been some tough times in my life and F1 has always distracted me. Because it really brings up the hatred mm. in me, it's, it's an out, <laughs> which distracts myself for the from the yeah. depression. Yeah. Without it, I think I'd kill again. <laughs> Aww. So it's sort of like oh, therapy. That's the nicest. 
Kind yeah. of. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Alfa Romeo. Kubica drove Raikkonen's freshly sanitised car and Giovinazzi made contact and had a puncture. Do you think the reserve drivers thought they'd get loads of drives because of COVID? Uh, yes. I think Hulkenberg is very sad. I think that's a very good point about the sanitised car because if you were Kubica, you'd be like... Oh, you're you're no fun to Shut up. <laughs> Although you were more than happy to use my disabled rail pass, Terry. Williams. Russell so, crashed into so weird euphemism. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Remember you used my disabled rail pass with me? Because we remember we ran out of money. <laughs> we were getting the train. <laughs> I have no recollection. You, we got the train never. somewhere. I can't remember where. When did we ever get a train? We never got a train yeah, somewhere. Yeah, we did. We got, slander. I can't remember we got the train somewhere. And we were we were buying the ticket. We were really late and we were really stressed out, but we couldn't we were running out of money. Who was late? Who was stressed out? We were late <laughs> and stressed. We were I remember this really the clearly. Royal we. And we were, we couldn't we I remember really clearly with the ticket machine, we were like, Oh my god, we didn't ha- and we were, couldn't find en- enough money and then I was suddenly like, Oh my god, I'm disabled and then we got a third Why off didn't- the tickets. Williams, Russell crashed in qualifying, got a penalty for speeding in the pit lane and retired because of his gearbox. Sounds like when you get to the end of a job and you just don't care anymore. Latifi did quite well after starting the pit lane. Not a gripping line, but not a gripping race. I mean, Latifi did all right until he got overtaken by Robert Kubica and Alfa Romeo, who'd been driving the car for 20 minutes. So, and he also crashed in qualifying, as did Russell. I don't think it was a classic Williams weekend, was it? Uh, Well, no. I mean, a classic Williams weekend would be... Zandvoort 1992. Don't look it up. It was a great race. Nigel was it? Won. <laughs> Seven years after the previous shh. race? Okay. Shh. Phil, shush. Don't, don't. Maybe it was non-championship. Shush. I can't really remember. Shush. <laughs> it was definitely championship. It's where he clinched the, it's where he clinched oh, the really? championship. Okay, Zandvoort, yeah. Nigel yeah, 92. Yeah, yeah, great. It's kind of expected for it. I was just a bit disappointed with Russell this weekend. I thought, he, you know, he, he, he had a bit of an off weekend, which you can't afford to do at Mercedes. They won't put up with that kind of shit. It'll be straight out there and then they'll have... Rosberg's son in there instead. You wait. Did you just say you can't be shit at Mercedes whilst Bottas has been <laughs> yes. shit for the last fucking three years? It's a good point. Years. Well made. Thanks. Hey, yes. Yes. What a fucking dumpster fire. <sighs> Now, everyone hates Marzaban after he had the audacity to have a go at Schumacher for passing him on the final laps of Q1. He went against unwritten in-house protocol. Marzaban, you have done things that are unacceptable in modern society, so you do not have a leg to stand on there. He also what did, did you another, think? He also did another dickety thing the following day um, when he nearly took Schumacher out uh, by chopping in front of him. He's a scumbag. He's just an arsehole, that man. Yeah. Honestly, this is like the Da Vinci Code. Now I've seen it, I can't unsee it. Honestly, in the script, you've written Q1, <laughs> spelt one. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't it's a Q and reference. <laughs> just get on with it. But I, uh, Marcy... it's every single script has this, and you've never paid any attention really? to it. Really? Yes. I never look. 
I've never even opened the links before. <laughs> I don't even know what a script is. This is the first time I've seen Google Docs. It's exciting. Uh, Schumacher and, Ma- and Mazepin really don't like each other. I kind of mm-hmm. didn't think they were best mates, but this weekend has made me think, no, they, they really don't like each other. They're not even trying to hide it now. They're just slagging each other off to the press. It's hilarious. Oh, it's like... It's like Seder and Prost. If Seder and Prost were both in a Zaxby's. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and were massive twats. Uh, although Schumacher no, probably isn't a massive twat, but um, Marzipan still is. But yeah, no, they, they're just uh, uh, sort of verbally kicking seven shades of shit out of each other. Reference to your wedding, Kate. Um, I dread to think what Gunter Stein... We haven't heard from much Gunter Steiner this year, have we? Probably because he's having a nervous breakdown. All of which... Brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders. In first place, it's Over Sweet Ho, that's Max Verstappen. Second place is Moan Tire Moan, it's Lewis Hamilton. Alone, so alone, it's Valtteri Bottas. Funny Lando Funny is Lando in fourth. Tire Sweet Tires is Sergio Perez. Tax Sweet Tax is Charles Leclerc. He's joking, he doesn't pay any. Junior Daddy Junior is Carlos Sainz, he's confused. Quali Sweet Quali. What? I don't understand what I've written here, it's Pierre Gassi. <laughs> Shoey, dirty shoey, it's Daniel Ricciardo because all his shoes are still dirty. God, when was the last time he... Oh, I don't care. What's my line? That's Randall Alonso. Ocon, Cono, Ocon is Esteban Ocon in 11th. 12th, it's Spin, Nostalgic Spin with Vettel. Feed me, Seymour, it's Yuki Sonoda. Money, money, money is Lance Stroll. Uh, coming, Lewis, coming, it's George Russell. Bye, George, bye. That's Nicholas TV in 16th. Ice, ice, bye-bye <laughs> is... Can <laughs> <laughs> in 17th? I think that's our episode title there. And um, Hair Sweet Hair, which is actually a hairdresser I've been to in Berlin, is Antonio Giovinazzi. And for the constructors, obviously there was orange smoke everywhere. So what would all the teams have if they had their own preferred colour of smoke? And Mercedes would have grey smoke from burning old trophies. Red Bull would have orange smoke, because fuck Perez. Um, Ferrari would have red smoke, which is made using horse's blood. Mercedes... uh, McLaren in fourth would burn all the papayas which won't make much smoke because they're a very wet fruit <laughs> we're trying to burn a mountain here but it won't take that's Alpine sorry we burnt off Sonoda's things cause it se- but it seems like he's coming back that's Alpha Tari burn the money but claim it back is Aston Martin uh, Red 5 smoke is Williams and the smoke made from all the times Kimmy has said a burn is Alpha Romeo in nice. ninth and now for man of the match of driving Pierre Gasly, Max Verstappen, horseshit. And now it's time for the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Right, let's get us out of the way first of all. Even in the 90s, there was a new old F1 track in the shape of Nigel Mansell's moustache and only Nigel could drive it and he won and I was there. Then I too would be firing brown moustache-coloured flares onto the track for my hero. But as an entirely impartial 41-year-old man, I have to say that watching Max Verstappen walk it in front of the Tangerine Army was a little dull. I'm not saying this is a conspiracy. I'm just saying the race was fucking boring if you weren't Dutch. How can F1 in this day and age bring back an old track, update it to modern standards and still make it shit? I know all the Clementine fans were traipsing across Europe and annoyed they didn't have somewhere in Dutchland to worship him, but it doesn't mean you have to open any old track. Or does it? Don't worry, I have a solution. Old tracks are good tracks. We know that just as much as Wagon Wheels used to be bigger and Do You Want to Be In My Gang was a fine song for a school disco. <laughs> What's more important to F1? Money or good racing? 
We know the answer to that already, but it's wrong. If the computer simulation said there'd be no overtaking, then build a new track. Right now, the Dutch would have paid anything for anywhere to get Max Verstappen in a home track. It would have made business sense to concrete over the canals of Amsterdam and have a race over them. No one would have objected as they love Max Verstappen, and then F1 could sell the new land that they made to the Dutch government. It's quids in. It's a great idea. Yeah, brilliant. I fucking hate those canals. <laughs> so many of them. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had the time to talk about the fact that banked corners are not going away and we're going to see them in Abu Dhabi and Saudi Arabia. Woo. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about the hate mail we've got from someone who calls himself Jackie Chan, but his email address is... <laughs> Might have to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says, Hi Phil, your bibs are shit. I brought some from my girlfriend who is a messy eater. He hasn't got a girlfriend. Terry, where's your new podcast? Fucking tennis. I fucking hate tennis. It'll be great. Cheeky, you're a fucking legend. Congrats on getting married. You didn't miss much. The Dutch tosser got pole position again. See you later, guys. Hopefully Cheeky will be back soon because that last episode was toilet. Peace, Jackie fucking Chan. I actually thought the last episode that Fuck we did was you. was not that bad. Did you listen, Chica, to the last episode? No, I didn't. No, of course I didn't. knew it would be shit. No, I don't blame it. <laughs> Did you write us an email oh, calling yourself Jackie you? fucking Chan? Yeah. <laughs> There's no numbers in this email. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we did very well. I thought we brought our A game. Terry, don't you listen to Jackie fucking Chan. We'll be back next week to discuss the Italian Grand Prix in Italy. More sprint race qualifying action, guys. Get ready. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Terry, where can people buy merch? ff1s.com forward slash shop 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 thanks for listening see you in a week I've been Ms. Ayres light the fucking flares goodbye goodbye bye So, Retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.